You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. One of my goals for this year is putting together some amazing travel experiences for my friends and family. And I'm here to tell you all about Get Your Guide, a foolproof way to guarantee these amazing memories on a trip you will never forget. You can choose from over 100,000 travel experiences in the United States and around the world, all locally vetted and expertly curated. From the obvious tourist must-sees to under-the-radar gems you could only hear about from a local, there is something for everyone. It's time to let Get Your Guide do the work, so you can just sit back, relax, and have a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Want to take a New York City deli tour? How about a pasta-making class in Rome? A before-hours tour of the Vatican? Or a jazz music discovery tour in New Orleans? These are just a few of the things completely possible with Get Your Guide. No matter where your travels take you, Get Your Guide offers the best way to connect with your destination, with the expert help that makes it that much easier. You deserve it. Don't wait any longer. Take my advice and give yourself the gift of an unforgettable travel experience at GetYourGuide.com. Safe travels. Hi, it's Danielle Fischel. Ryder Strong. And Will Friedle for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon. It's organic, non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. I can tell you firsthand, I quickly became obsessed with the pink apple. It really felt like I was drinking a soda, but healthy. Low calories with an impressive taste, which as you probably know, is not easy to find. It's been a great way to start my day, that's for sure. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. So I'm back here in my childhood bedroom in beautiful Connecticut. Let the jokes begin in the wonderful snowy. Wait, is that a Pink Floyd poster behind you? It is. I'm in my childhood bedroom. Dark side of the moon. (laughs) Of course. And uh, as I do every night when I can't sleep and I'm here, I go through some of my old stuff. And what do I stumble upon? But the Hartford Current from, which is the oldest newspaper in the the world. In the country. From September 5th, 1993. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it is the surprises or snoozers edition of what's coming out on TV. Ooh. What's going to be good? What's going to be terrible? According oh, no. to, I won't say his name from the Hartford Current. Oh, you uh, should. Definitely say his name. It's from 30 years ago. He put it in print. He put it in print. He should stand by his opinion. James Enderst is his name. Okay. Okay. And uh, if you go to, uh, we go to G7, people, Mm -hmm. uh, and we go to- You have to turn pages. You have to turn pages. Wow. Right below the headline, how did these shows make it to TV? (laughs) There is number four- Boy Meets World. 
Yes. I shall read you what Mr. Enst said about our show. Thank you. Go. A show that makes you want to bring corporal punishment back to the classroom. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ben Savage, Wild Palms, is the supposedly angst-ridden 11-year-old kid. We think he's faking it. And William Daniels, St. Elsewhere, is the teacher with the less-than-tender touch, who, of course, is a softie deep down inside. Another three-kid sitcom, this time from Dinosaurs producer Michael, J- Michael Jacobs. It's no wonder years, that's for sure. Wow. That is our, our review. Now, the shows that this same guy said were smash hits and we should be looking out for. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear. Dave's World. <laughs> what? Oh. Bakersfield PD. No, that didn't last. <laughs> the John Larroquette Show. Okay. Sure. And what are the other ones? The Mommies. My brother's show, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, well, we could we we could live in an alternate world where James got his way, and my brother would be doing his rewatch podcast for the legendary sitcom the he was on, The Mommies, the which mommies. only lasted two seasons. Wow, that's so funny. To go back to what we were talking about before with my father, who is not at all a stage dad, apparently. He wrote this guy a letter. Of when course he, he did. Okay, so so I need, think we need to start revising this notion that your dad is not the stage dad. He is the ultimate stage dad. He's the stage ultimate dad, stage dad. And is, and he wrote he the guy just, a letter. He wrote Mr. Enders a letter kind of saying, what are you thinking? That's my, sh- my son show. It will be, br- it'll, it'll be brilliant. Oh, God. Did he think it would sway the guy's opinion? Like, yeah, he's going to rewrite all it. All that would do is make the guy dig his heels in more. Like, right. yeah, this is but why. That's it. Oh, my so, God. Um, I, uh, by the so way, I, I should have also started by saying that I need to hop off uh, this Zoom faster than normal tonight because there's a Bakersfield PD rerun I want to catch. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Huge show. Yeah, very popular. It's funny to think about how... It, it kind of used to be like if you were a critic in America, even a television critic, you were kind of down on the entire medium, right? Like if, if something was popular, you just trashed it. Like and this, we've talked about this before that we always felt like culturally insignificant when Boy Meets yeah. World was on the air. And it was partly because we were we were compared to Wonder Years, which is totally yeah. unfair in, in yeah. retrospect. Like they're completely different shows, but I guess the Ben Savage, Fred Savage connection just invited that, of course, a coming of age story. But it's like, but one is a sitcom in front of a live studio audience, which is clearly more, you know, one foot steadily in the theater, theatrical tradition. And the other was like trying to be a movie every week with right. voiceover and single camera. It's like, and not even really a comedy. It's, you know, mostly a drama. Yeah. So it's so weird that, that, but I felt that like, didn't we feel that? Didn't we feel like we were making something that was sort of, I don't know, like, not critically, certainly not critically acclaimed and, and not even really recognized as like real art or real, like anything of lasting value. I I felt like we were making like popcorn, you know, it was like this, this little kids show. Um, and of of course the irony is that our show is still being talked about and we have this incredible fan base. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with when we were on the air, we were kind of always overlooked and it was all about the other shows on TGIF and all the other right. shows. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. What is starting to myth me a little bit is when there's all these kind of look back at the 90s, we're still never mentioned. It's, really? 
Never. It's every other show. Like they did like TV of the 90s on CNN. They did kind of like all these different retrospectives. They never talk about Boy Meets World. It's Dawson's well, what Creek. What do they talk about? It's yeah, Family Dawson's Matters. Creek. Even mm-hmm. like the puzzles, like Sue loves doing puzzles. They did like TV of the 90s. And there's one tiny picture of Corey and Topanga. And then it's every other 90s show is like this giant thing. <laughs> so now I'm starting to get miffed when I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we did get asked to do that CNN show, by the way. I think we said did no, we? which is maybe why they then didn't include us. <laughs> I didn't get asked. I probably would have done it. <laughs> oh, well, you know, well, I think my favorite part of that story is that you even hoarded bad reviews of yourself. Right. You were like, right. you know what? This is a terrible review. Saving it. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I honestly can't remember. Well, I, I guess I wasn't tapped in enough to even read reviews, but I don't remember ever hearing a good review except one time. Do you guys remember when Michael read a good review of our show to us all at the table read when we were like in season Vaguely. six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like some critic somewhere picked up on our show out of yeah. nowhere. I forget what publication. And they they wrote this like very extensive like, hey, this is the show that no one's talking about, but actually deserves a lot of credit. And Michael was very proud of it because it, you know, yeah. it recognized all the things that that he felt he was putting into the show and that we were all right. doing. So he read it to us at the table read, like at one time. And I remember being like, wow, some somebody's actually somebody watching got it. Us. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and it is and and is picking up on all the things we are talking about that we want to be doing. Like somebody right. actually tapped in to all of those things. Right. And so it really must be there. It's not just right. for us. Right. No, the one so the one I remember that Michael did at the table read was he said, you know, you're becoming popular when the title of your show starts to become part of the lexicon. And he said, hmm. I, I saw this the first time with King Charles or with with Prince Charles in uh, England when one of the titles he started, he did this big thing and it was Charles in charge. He went, wow, my right. show is really me. So he said, I wanted to show you this article and it was some big skiing magazine and the cover said Boy Meets Matterhorn. And he went, this is still, we're, we're making it. We're making it. And I remember going like, that's kind yeah, of a false equivalent. Kind of false, yeah, because boy meets girl <laughs> right, is like a right. saying. Right. That's ridiculous. Right. So, so I was kind of like, oh, he's reaching to make this feel better. I appreciate it. We, we'll take credit for every boy meets headline ever. Every <laughs> exactly. boy meets something is totally exactly. because of us. Right. Even yeah. if it predates us. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to boy meets pod meets world. I'm Danielle Fischel. <laughs> I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. So, we are here today to talk about Season 2, Episode 12, The Turnaround. It originally aired December 16th, 1994. The synopsis is when Corey mistakenly agrees to take a nerdy girl to the dance, he and Sean decide to give her a makeover in hopes that she'll become more popular. It was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Michelle Palermo. New writer alert. Yes. Yeah. I think this was one of our spec scripts. I think this is an outside script because I don't remember anybody named Michelle Palermo. Do yes. You? No, yeah. me neither. Yeah. So uh, guest starring Darlene Vogel, who returns as Catherine Cat Tompkins. Natanya Ross as Ingrid Iverson. She would go on to play Robin Russo on The Secret World of Alex Mack. Marnette Patterson as Allison Cheever. Jennifer Banco as Becky Schultz and the introduction of Will Estes as Alex, who will appear on three Boy Meets World episodes and has now been on the TV show Blue Bloods for almost 300 episodes. He Whoa. did three episodes of our show. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, that's he was Will around. Estes. 
Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Natanya's coming on, though. Natanya's coming Natanya on. Natanya is coming yes. on. Yeah, so, she came up to me and Will. We were at a convention, uh, what, two, three years ago, right? It was right after, during, like, right, the first convention I did after the pandemic. And, um, and she walked right up to us and she has like very fond memories of being on the show. And, um, and, and we, we have a mutual friend in Larissa Olenek who was on yes. Alex Mack with her and they're still like best friends. So it was, it was good to reconnect with her. I can't wait to have her on the show. So yes, it will be great to have Natanya Ross on the show when she comes to visit us. Um, so let's jump into our recap. We start in the school hallway. Mr. Feeney is putting up posters for the turnaround dance when Mr. Turner in quite a tie. Oh, it's yep. awesome. But it's always the tie with the shirt, right? Oh, it's yeah. always the like pattern on a pattern that's just spectacular. It's, it's so a, busy. And yeah, and, yeah. and like you said, Ryder, I so badly want to be in high definition because even high when def. I pause it to try and yeah. like see what the tie is, it blurs. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. No good idea luck. what it is. It no, looks like, you're just squinting at the screen. It looks like it, Jack and the Beanstalk with like a it, boy climbing up a massive tree. I have no idea what it was. I just think that now 90% of his ties just have some sort of a fish theme. And I just go with that. Okay, great. Because they can kind of all look like fishes a little bit. So it's like, okay. okay. Aww, I thought maybe you meant like fishes in the band fish, like you know, oh, psychedelic drugs. Cool. Like nice. <laughs> just swirls and weird colors. I love that. It is, yeah, it's absolutely, it's, it's a picture of nectar tie for all, that's all, for all the uh, fish heads out there. <laughs> wow, no idea what that means. But Me neither. Went I'm right sure over my great album. Pic- yep. Picture nectar, great album. It's a down with cool. the seas tie. No, okay, forget okay. it. Okay, all right. Wow. So, uh, yeah, Turner, Mr. Turner pokes fun at Feeney, saying he's surprised no one is helping him with this grunt work, and then Feeney hands Turner the rest of the posters. Should have seen that one coming. Mr. Feeney explains that the turnaround dance is when girls ask the guys, and Mr. Turner says, oh, boy, he's glad those days are over. Um, we used to, at our school, we called this dance the vice dance, which stood for vice versa. Oh, Oh, okay. And then isn't it also a Sadie 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 Hawkins? Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins. Why why Sadie Hawkins? Who's Sadie Hawkins? What's that mean? She was, uh, it's so funny. I don't remember in what context, but Sue and I actually had the same conversation when we first started dating like 14 years ago and we looked it up and now I can't remember what it was. It was like a woman Mm. who. Cool story. Ask somebody else. Great. They're, not, they're all not, not all going to be winners, Danielle. Been cool hanging story, out with, bro. With, with I thought for Will sure Effie. Will would know no, the answer to no idea. I thought, no was, I thought like, for yeah, sure he'd be like, Sue, well, in 1960. Sue and I had this conversation, so I have the yeah. perfect answer. <laughs> so it he's like, and I just interesting don't. enough for me to remember. We, we, we couldn't remember, and we looked it up, and we learned it, and, and now I can't remember. I can't remember what it is. Is this still a thing, do you think? Do do, do schools still do Why this? Why do they call it a Sadie Hawkins dance? The Sadie Hawkins dance is named after the Lil Abner comic strip character, mm-hmm. Sadie Hawkins, created by cartoonist Al Cap. In the strip, Sadie Hawkins' day fell on a given day in November, but it was never specified which day. Hmm. That so, doesn't seem to make any sense. Okay. <laughs> just the, so she was just a female character in a comic strip? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe she was... Yeah, I, I always called. I referred to these the as. Wait, there was a dance at school last weekend. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what I called us. Yeah, it's I so thought, sad. It is still so shocking to me that you weren't. It's so interesting that, like, in your school, everyone was apparently blind, and in Hollywood, you were literally plucked out as being like, "Here's obviously the guy who's going to play the world's most handsome, cool yeah, older no. brother." Couldn't I also wonder how much of that was because you were going away like you were going to new york yeah your, your no, energies I were was, elsewhere 
There, see, that's no? what they, that's what everyone says when I talk to them now about it, but it's just wasn't the case. I just, it's also, it's different. I mean, you, you, you know this more than Danielle does probably writer because you grew up in a smaller town. When you grow up with people that you've known since, you know, kindergarten or second mm-hmm. grade, you go through kind of ebbs and flows of you're friends with them. You're not friends with them. You date somebody, mm-hmm. you don't date them. My flow was done by sixth grade. Right. You peaked so early. So did I. I, did. I. I peaked, I peaked early at and that 16. was 16. Gosh, I was so cool. And I didn't think I was cool. But 16? Yeah. It's been it's been a real struggle since then. Time we got that on the time machine list, right? We got that on the time machine list? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, God. All right. So, uh, Miss, Mrs. Tarver. Right, so, well, my question that I was asking, do, do, do you think, do schools still do this? Do they still have a girls ask guys? Is that even a, still a thing? Hmm. It seems like gender wouldn't be put into anything nowadays in a school. Right. I would say. It would just be, have a dance. Yeah, we're having a dance. Anybody can ask anybody. Whenever, yeah. yeah. I wonder if dances are even still popular. I think they are. I'm sure they they would be, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need ritualized dating things, you know, to like get people to sort of out of their shells and, you know. Especially nowadays because it's a couple hours maybe not on your phone, not on social media, not on this kind of stuff. You're actually with people and doing things. Going into a room together. I would actually be shocked if this is not still very popular in most Mm. schools across the country. I mean, it it may be something that's starting to be phased out, but I I bet the traditions are still are still continuing on. So I bet this is probably still something that happens. Vice we're, dance we're just old. sounds dangerous, though. It does. does it? Like, like, are I you just going keep to vice? Miami Vice. I'm like yeah. imagining like yeah. drugs. Or it's just whatever kind of vice you want. Exactly. Like, Who are you going to vice with? Gambling in the back. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. 
If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. So Miss Tompkins walks up and Feeney asks her to chaperone the dance and says that she can invite a gentleman. It looks like she's going to ask Mr. Turner, but instead she tells him to raise the poster just a little bit on the right. And Corey and Sean walk to the lockers. Corey is happy the pressure is off because now the girls have to ask the guys. Eric overhears them and asks if that's what they really think. He tells them the turnaround dance determines where they stand. And the type of girl that asks you tells you who you are, which I thought was a... um. I, I thought that was a really smart premise for Eric to bring into the situation, like yeah. a whole new, not just about, oh, man, it, I, it's, you know, you have to worry about whether or not you're going to get asked. But then who who do you end up going with? Because that tells you where you are in the I thought that was really clever. Well, this is I, 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 I it, it struck me that we were definitely throughout season two. And it seems like this has happened a bunch and, and will probably continue to happen. Eric is this, is this figure in the in the script who's like the thesis statement guy yeah like you know what i mean like he comes in and says like this is the rule this is the way it always is and then of course we watch that either play out or not it's sort of like in seinfeld whenever they would have a, a situation they'd be like you know well the guy you know this is the rule this is the way it always is you do this and then this happens and then yeah. of course you watch that get subverted eric like will your role in the show has been to be sort of the authority for better or worse who like makes this bold thesis statement that then right. becomes the logic of the entire episode right and all the comedy and all the situations sort of revolve around whatever that logic statement that you made to open the show with it's 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 kind of a thankless position. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's also, like it's, it's interesting. For, well, first of all, I couldn't tell if you were doing Jerry or George. No, um, but it's the, the I've the, seen four episodes of Seinfeld I was in my life. Say, your, so, impre- your impression yeah. will work on that. Um, but the uh, it also <laughs> what seems was like, the impression? Wait, we used to do a Seinfeld impression, which was a line from Boy Meets World, but we would do it in Seinfeld's voice. Do you remember? I, no, I, I just, think it was a line from Boy Meets World. I, in the shower, I'm Gap. I'm Gap. Oh yeah, what? Oh, I don't what remember was what the it? line it was. Like was, a but line, it was like, like, I'm Gap. Jerry. I'm always like, Gap in the shower. I'm Gap. And then you did it. Used to do it as Jerry Seinfeld. What I mean, I'm Gap. Of course, I'm Gap. I'm always Gap. I'm in the shower. I'm Gap. The thing I liked about this episode, well, first of all, they are trying to make Sean and Corey and then Eric kind of work together, yeah. which is the yeah. first time that I'd ever really seen that happen. Which is which is kind of cool. Yes. Um, but it does. It seems like they were doing levels of adulthood in this episode, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Where it was one level above Corey and Sean is Eric. Right. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. I've been there right where you are, but only a year or two ago. Yeah. And right. then it's Turner and the and yes. the new teacher. And, Kat. and right. then it's Feeney. And then well, it's like you're they also kind of, forgetting oh, and Amy, also, and Allen. Amy and Allen. Amy and Allen. Right. Yes. So they did these kind of levels of of dating or relationship hood in this episode, which I thought was was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, and I thought it really worked. I loved yeah. the yeah. three of you guys together. And yeah. and uh, yeah, I thought it I thought it was really beautiful. So Me too. I thought it was good. It was a good episode. So Eric tells Corey and Sean if they want a cool girl, they have to position themselves, stand near their lockers, and make sure they're seen. 
Eric positions himself literally in the way of Jacqueline while holding his favorite folder. You were holding those. Yes, I, yes, I, I, was. I, I never, I never miss it when you have one of those. I think, <laughs> oh, folder. there's, there's the folder. It's just the Wilfred L folder from now yep. on. It really is. That. And, and then just uh, tackles the girl as she yeah, walks by, essentially. Yeah, he, well, she just basically tackles you and you just go right with her. Just yep. here we go. I'm going this direction too. It which, worked. Yeah, it, it worked. It worked and it was very funny. So Corey tries the same type of positioning, but to no avail. And that's when Becky comes up and asks Sean to the dance. Corey is impressed because she's like the third coolest girl in school. Did you guys think this was like uh, her looking at your butt? <laughs> okay. No, she I was, was more doing like, why first. is my head, well, why is my no, locker I suddenly the lower locker? I but. actually think it was part of the joke because, again, yes, writer, your locker was now the bottom locker and you right, were bent over. Joke. And Ben yeah. comes up to you. Corey says, What kind of girl do you think you're going to get from this position? And then she comes and asks you a question. And when she walks away, she checks out your booty. Well, really? no, but that's the thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Watch is it when again. she walks up? Unfortunately, she checks him out when he's re- he's in the locker. She checks out his butt. Okay, she's looking when at she's movie. leaving. He's facing her, and she's checking out his crotch. <laughs> oh, she's just checking and out the whole just package, walks man. Away. It's the whole it, package. It's not just my crotch. Okay, it's right. all of the It's a head Shaun-ness. to toe, baby. It's, it's a, a head, head to toe. Head to toe. It looked like she checked out your junk, nodded, and walked away. <laughs> well, then I needed to be wearing Tony's pants. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Needed to be, be needed, no, screw these baggy jinkos. I needed to be like really emphasizing that. Paint them okay. on. Oh. Paint them so on. I do think that was, it literally was, yep. that it, it was a, it was a booty joke, which, you know, okay. okay. I, think so too. I didn't tell you guys this, but we were watching an episode with Alex and I don't remember which episode. And Tony walked out of the classroom or the hallway and she just went, woof. And I was like, what? And she's like, it's just some tight pants for a teacher to be wearing. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. I thought maybe you just found him attractive. She's like, no, it's, the pants are a little much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, well, Pants and the hair. Love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank God we love Tony. We do. And then Topanga walks up to Corey and Sean, and she knows that they're waiting for a girl to walk by and ask them to the dance. Topanga reveals she's not going to the dance. It's a protest because of gender bias. And then Old Topanga's back. I yes. Know. For a moment. Yeah, for briefly. a moment. She's there. We get yeah. some old Topanga and it's then nice Corey to see whispers. I mean, it's like it's new, new old Topanga. It's like stay, taking it all, you know, this is the best of it. This is the way yep. it probably should have been from the moment season two started. Yes. Like, keep those lines, keep that perspective. But then, of course, it's matured into, uh, you know, something slightly different. And this is a great use of that. I thought it was perfect. It also changes instantly when she's uh, like, you right. know, it's And then my all daddy's about- taking me to New York to go shopping for Christmas. Yeah. Right. And, well, there's I, the- and I call him my daddy, which is the first time I don't ign- call him Jedediah. Yeah. Uh, also, mm, I am right. not needed in this episode. Get me no. out of here. Why are you paying me? Is this me? it? You're, you don't come back, do you? No, like, I'm in, no. I'm in yeah. Turner's classroom later to like mumble something and then with the lightning speed of the flash, I am out of the classroom the minute the bell rings. I'm yeah. literally the first person out. The bell rings and I'm like, go! And I yeah. just out. Yeah, Not needed in this episode. Why was I here? But I can't believe they kept this take because I don't know if it bothered you guys, but your jacket being hung up on your... On your thing, on my, it's like yeah. I couldn't take my eyes off it. I'm like, just fix your jacket, <laughs> fix your jacket. Well, we're gonna cut to a different take, right? It's like, no, no. So it's like I'm just staring at your jacket. It's one of yeah. those stupid television things. It's like, yeah. it, this is why you know, people, um, people probably don't understand that there's 
when you're making a TV show, there is a wardrobe or any any content. There's there there's always makeup and hair people and wardrobe people on set. So they don't just get you ready before you go out yep. to shoot. They are there on set just to fix stuff like this, just yep. to make sure like a hair isn't falling in your front of your face. And it's one of those kind of superficial things. I remember I was directing something uh, years ago and um, and the the person hiring me to direct it was like, we don't need a makeup person because we want this to look real. And I was like, well, you are an amateur. Like, you don't understand that like looking real does not mean not having makeup. Yeah. That it, you, Even if you want things to look rugged or real or natural, you need just, just because otherwise the human eye will gravitate towards mistakes or like hairs in the yep. face or like all these weird things. And so this was a perfect case of like, why did they use this take? I can't I can't stop looking at her jacket. I know it It definitely. Yeah, it threw me too. But also mm. just not needed in the episode. Get me out of here. Get me out of this episode. <laughs> See, that's her outfit is not what threw me in the scene. What threw me in the scene is when they're cutting every time to the other angle. There was a giant sign behind said everyone sex. that said sex. It was right above Jessica, Whoa, Jessica's head. Yes, because yep. it said sex ed, but her head was blocking, was blocking out the ed. ed so it mm-hmm. just said sex the whole scene right over everybody's shoulder. And I noticed letters. that too. My jacket <laughs> and sex were the two yeah. things I noticed. <laughs> so uh, now with Topanga Can't off act in the, the list. Yeah. <gasps> That's right. That's exactly. Right. Everything is ruined. This, is, this, this was the moment. <laughs> Topanga says her daddy is also taking her to New York for the weekend to go Christmas shopping. And now with Topanga off the list, Corey daydreams a popular girl, Allison Cheever, will ask him out. But Sean says, says if a bomb hit the school and only Corey survived, she'd probably ask the most popular dead guy. And then Sean goes off to class, but Corey sticks around to get asked. And then in an almost dreamlike segment with so much wind. So, so much, much wind. wind. She can't keep her eyes open. She's, she's like, trying to. <laughs> it was so was uncomfortable. So much wind. <laughs> they could have toned the wind down by just yep. a little bit. It still would have yep. been good. But there's I mean, also, so this much is wind. The exact same shot from when we did the slow mo invitation yes. handout yep. thing. Yep. It's like yep. down the, the stairs. Yep, down the stairs towards Corey. Yeah. So Corey ends up saying yes to Allison. And then the dream ends and Ingrid is revealed. She is a very nerdy girl who has actually asked him out and he has now said yes to her. Womp womp. Oh, no. Oh, no. Geek party. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Such bold strokes. Um, I have a question if anybody notices because I could be wrong. At this point in the episode... There is nothing whatsoever to indicate it is a holiday episode, correct? Nothing. No. I had nothing the in the same hallways. Note. I was well, nothing in the No, no, hold on. No. The, the turnaround dance flyers have frosty, like a snowman, like a frosty okay. the snowman okay. thing, okay. which is actually one of the things I was thinking is that maybe Mr. Turner's tie was somehow Christmas related. Okay. So the turnaround yeah. dance signs do have a snowman with like a with like a Santa hat on or something. Yeah. Okay. No. So my, there's my take is that this is clearly a script that they purchased from outside of the writers' room, and then they just sprinkled made it a Christmas. Uh, yep. Just sprinkled yeah. some Christmas in because they were like, "Oh, well, we're right around the holidays, and we need a Christmas episode." Boom. Yep. Plug and play. Okay. Yep. Well, exactly. Nice. Happy holidays um, from Boy Meets World. <laughs> And also Ben's eventual outfit that he wears with the white turtleneck and the green Christmas sweater. Oh, geez. His is that what it's trying to be? I didn't know if they were I, trying to make him look Swedish. Swedish. Yeah, that's him being Swedish. But it's like green Christmas trees. It's like it is actual <laughs> is Christmas trees. Also, his shirts are so long. Did you guys notice the amount yeah. of bulking at the wrist? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey is practicing turning down Ingrid, blaming a lookalike, pretending to be him. And Alan watches from the stairs. Corey fills his dad in and says, um, and Alan says he needs to go with the girl he said yes to, no matter her social standing. Corey then asks, asks Eric to help him get out of the date, but he says he agrees with dad and Corey has to go with Ingrid. If he bails, all girls will know because they communicate all the time and then they will all hate you. We'll do some, some prop act in here. I was oh, acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with the red snapple. stuff. With the red stuff juice. You're like, shake it, shake it, shake it. I yep. shook and then I opened it and then I put the cap in my pocket. I don't oh. know if you noticed that. I pocketed the cap. And you then never take a sip, sip as far as I know. Nope. No, of course not. We need it for the next take. <laughs> I'm a true professional. Morgan walks in and grabs something from the fridge, and Eric mentions he likes Amy's chili from the night before. And then Amy walks in and is so happy to hear Eric liked her chili, proving Eric's point that women are in constant communication. Which... Did you guys notice the use of the word online? Yes. Yes. Tomorrow, Very everyone will know right? online. It's an East Coast yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You but don't it, say waiting it, in line. Right. You, waiting oh, so it online. wasn't an internet thing? But it's not but it, but it's not quite what you're thinking either, Danielle, because I don't think okay. he meant that like women are in a line. It right. meant that that they're in a communication network, but it predates the internet, internet in a lot of ways. Or then I think so it's sort of like the network. I don't know. It was super interesting. I was like, how does is this being used? This word online is being used correctly. As if we're sharing it online, but he means it completely metaphorically as a did network we of create the event internet? online. What yeah. boy meets online? <laughs> boy meets we online. did it. Wow, guys! It was created by Sadie Hawkins. I can't remember why. <laughs> Will and I had this conversation once. I don't remember the outcome. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> then we're in Mr. Turner's classroom slash the school hallway. Mr. Turner is teaching Shaw's play Pygmalion, and no one in class is responding to it. He explains that uh, what you can learn from the book is how you act, how you speak, and prejudices about class can determine what you do in life. All right, Mr. I'm Turner. keeping a list of all the books and literature okay. referenced on Boy Meets World because it is pretty interesting and pretty it is. extensive. We've we've yeah. done Hamlet multiple times, but yes. Pygmalion, I've never read Pygmalion. I've I never read, read Pygmalion either. either. Yeah, Ooh. I had to look it up and find some information about it. It is the basis for My Fair Lady, so that's yeah. the more popular version of it. But Pygmalion is a play from the early 20th century, um, and... It's, more it's about taking class. someone ugly and making them better looking. No, it's taking somebody unrefined, like yeah, lower like it, class, right. it's not, and teaching what I mean. them it's like how lower to be. Class and you're you're trying right. to get into Listen, the upper Listen, neither echelon. of you have read it. Don't tell me what it's about. Let's read it <laughs> and should. then discuss. Yes. yes, I would love to. Right. Okay. It's dressing Pod up Leonardo Club. DiCaprio in and bringing him to the captain's table in Titanic. <laughs> that's Pygmalion, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Mm, so there you okay. go. Well, the original Pygmalion myth is that, that that a guy makes a statue and then it comes to life. Like he makes the perfect woman out oh. of a, like marble and then it, that statue comes to life and he marries it. Hmm. It. Of course. By the way, okay. it's still an it. And once again, nobody's read the book. Nope. It's kind of every episode is like, here's the book. What? Nobody's read it? Come on. Let me tell you what it's about. It's like, okay, somebody's, some of these kids got to read the book eventually, you'd think. Speaking of, uh, Tony does a, his Stallone impression. Yes, he does. Oh, yes, the, the <laughs> yeah, Mr. Turner says, yep. what if he walked into class one day and said, hey, how you doing? I'm Mr. Turner and I'm going to be learning you guys some good English. What Which would we all really think of him that, that far off from how he first came into the show? 
it's like it's like yeah it's a, it's a couple degrees but i feel like the correct response should have been like well you, you kind of did buddy yeah like, we could have said that yeah sean says he thinks he'd actually have a shot at getting an a and turner explains how you speak and how you look can affect people's perceptions of who you are and then the bell rings and i bolt out like the flash i'm the fastest i've ever been in my entire life there <laughs> Were you Sean on another said, show that week? Did you have to like, oh, I got I to gotta go do home improvement. <laughs> exactly. Sean says he figured out how to make Corey's date with Ingrid work, changing her to make her cool. It's all here in the pig play, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I love dumb Sean. I'm, I, I'm I, back I, I just what Danielle said. I love dumb Sean. It's I, so funny to I, me. I, I really like dumb Sean the way he is in this episode, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't it was know, great. Like the way I've been in other episodes, I'm like, Ugh, it's like over, but this was, I thought this was fun. Like this yeah. was, makes sense. Like this creates the dynamic. I didn't feel like I was pushing it too hard. It's yeah, no, I agree. I, there, there's this, this was, a, I, I love this episode. I thought it was really good. Me yeah. Too. It was a good episode. It's not like super funny, but yeah, I still that's really what I, liked That is it. the one thing I thought I was like, I don't necessarily yeah. know that I laughed a whole lot, but I was, right. I was super engaged and I yeah. liked the, yeah. and it had a great flow. Um, yeah. it felt really nice. I felt comfortable. Yeah, and it yeah, it felt warm and and fuzzy in all the right ways. It was a good and good great moments for all of the adults. Like yeah. all of the yeah. adults had their own kind of things going on by themselves, and it was great. I loved it. Yeah, I think sometimes you know our storylines, Boy Meets World, in general. But what I've noticed with season two, they kind of get a little convoluted. Like yeah. it's like it's like six too many ideas or it's like you know one turn and then it turns and then it turns and then it and it's like i kind of feel like we're twisting a, like when we talk about the turner feeney dynamics they get twisted in knots too many times so you're like i've lost track of like who's supposed to win this argument or, right. or how i'm supposed to feel about it whereas this felt very straightforward and yet still had like you know, with Ingrid, especially, uh, you know, like her like little zingers at the end and she still yeah. kind of walks away and screws Corey over. But it didn't feel like we had gone through too many storylines to get right. there. It was just like, oh, we went through the, the kind of predictable thing, but we did it well yeah. and we still got it. So it, it wasn't it didn't feel predictable, it didn't feel so easy. And like with the Turner Feeney stuff here, it felt effortless. Like he's, yeah. they're still jabbing each other. They still change each other. It's just enough. Yeah. I don't know. It felt very straightforward and um, contained. Uh, it just felt tight. It felt yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the fact that the three of you guys were now together and each having your own storylines, and we knew mm -hmm. exactly who you were, and we didn't need a lot of like backstory to figure it out. It, right. I, I agree, it was great. Which became a thing because I think the opening title sequence of season three is just the three of us. Mm. Are we like playing, playing pool, pool at Chubby's? Yeah. And it's just oh, right. like they were trying to focus the show in a different way, and this is kind of seemed like the the genesis of that. Yeah. yeah. 
Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they They've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grays ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Well, since the boys don't know what's cool, Sean says his date, Becky, can give uh, Ingrid the makeover. Then in the hallway, Mr. Turner asks Ms. Tompkins what she's doing over the weekend, and she tells him she's chaperoning the dance. But she still doesn't ask him. He's bugging out. <laughs> and then we are in the Matthews kitchen. Corey and Sean are picking what Ingrid should look like from magazines. Corey gives a picture to Morgan to run upstairs to Becky and Ingrid. Which um, this is very... Weird science. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, it, and it makes me so uncomfortable, <laughs> this whole <laughs> idea of, like, piecing together the perfect girl. Like, I, weird science just ages horrifically. I don't know. Oh, if it's yeah. such a good recently. movie, though. Uh, it's such a good concept for a movie, but it's, it's such actually- such a good movie. Uh, no, dude, you're just such a child of the 80s no, that you- No, it's a great movie. It's a great, no, it's great not, movie. Yes, it's it is. Horrible. Oh, it's a great, it's great horrible. movie. Disagree 100%. It's an awful movie. It's not. But it's a great concept. You might concept. not like what it's about, but it's, it's a great movie. No. The characters oh, are so- The characters are so charactery and ridiculous and amazing that mm -mm. it's oh god it's i disagree 100 it's a great film great film well in this case at least i agree with you writer that it's that it doesn't age very well but the great news is that amy walks up and says these aren't even good representations of women they're unrealistic portrayals and then she asks where they got these and Corey says from the magazines on your nightstand which <laughs> which is great a yep. great just a great thing and then amy becomes nervous and says you didn't open the drawer did you oh which, great joke wow. a great Joke. It's a great joke. It really I mean, is. It, it brought back some of the stuff we had talked about where, you know, really no kids understand that joke at all. Right. It right. goes right over the head. You don't have to worry about even a kid picking up on like, hey, what does that mean? Like, you know, right. it's just it's just like, OK, no, I didn't open the drawer whatever. Uh, but right. it's such a great joke for adults. So yeah. really funny. Really. I, I have a question. Do you think that the fact that it wasn't Corey and like they easily could have done the scene where it's Corey and Sean pulling out the dresses and trying to dress her up and here's how but they didn't they made it where it was the the female character who was kind of up there 
in charge of everything. Do you think that softened it at all a little bit that it wasn't, you know, cause it could have, it could have been a lot weirder. I thought if it was like, well, and very sitcom for it to be like Corey and Sean, like try this dress, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. I, I actually really miss, I feel like there's a missing scene between the last one and this one, which is the scene where we talk to Ingrid about right. it. Right. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I was really uncomfortable with the lack of sort of, understanding of what we're like conversation. It's like, she is literally a prop that we are dressing. Right. Obviously by the end of the episode, it's saved. Like she, even by the end of the scene, she says, I want to be popular, which to me, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, obviously I'm cool with this. this." And and the show, the show, like in a lot, like, like a lot of boy meets world episodes, a lot of boy meets world second season episodes, it does arrive somewhere that I think is really nice and nuanced, but it kind of in getting there, you're like, and for me, even after the end of the episode, I really wish there had been a scene with Ingrid Right. And Becky, I guess, where we sort of just discuss the plan or we all are on the same page because the way that this scene is laid out, it's, I don't know, maybe you're not a little sure icky. How they, yeah, you're not, I agree with you. This scene made me, me feel too. a little icky. And I think that's exactly what it was, is that you're not sure whether or not they're, how they're feeling when they come down the stairs. Like you right. get Becky, get, you get kind of Becky's into it because she comes down, she's like really performative. She's excited right. to introduce. But then Ingrid comes down and you're a little yes. like, how do you feel about this? Yeah, right. and, and then I dismiss we, her, which yes. is like made it even worse. And I was like, Ugh. but yeah, again, I think that that's in some ways, good that the path is right you know i think it's supposed to make you feel that i just wanted the a little because when she grabs him and says i want to be popular i was like that's great yeah like i love that she's on board with this yes Yes. if she did where it's like look i know this might sound weird but if we make you cool yes make me cool yes Yes. please yeah Yeah, that would be it and you'd be on board then for everything totally i agree 100 yeah yeah i felt the same way in fact having to ask her is an awkward scene, which would have been great awkwardness for Corey and Sean. Right. You know, like like having to. I don't well, know how are we going to tell go. her? How are we going right. to sell this to her? And then he tries to sell it, and it doesn't work. And then he just is honest, and then she's on board. Like that would have yeah. been a great scene. Like now, could I, I play devil's have, advocate? Is she yeah. supposed to be the statue from Pygmalion? So the statue yes. didn't choose to be carved. So, mm, but in the play, the, a play in the play, apparently the girl does actively pursue she wanting does, to oh, be she does. upper okay. class. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. She That's says, we please Daniel's make me right. into We gotta read it. We gotta read yeah, it. Yeah, we gotta do it. The mm-hmm. new podcast I'll get the alert. cliff notes. I'll get the cliff notes. Uh, Ingrid comes down looking pretty, but Sean isn't impressed. No, it doesn't work. Corey thinks she looks gorgeous, but Sean says she just looks pretty, but cool is more than looks. It's a feel. Sean is looking for someone more exotic, like in the magazines. You need to have an exotic foreign name. And Ingrid says her family is from Sweden well, and I she visits every three summer. alcohols. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> yeah, what was it? It was such a, it's such a high level joke. It was like, I don't know, but it was, I, I, I only knew like one of them, but then I, I was like Amaretto. Oh, and and right. I know Amaretto, Amaretto and Kahlua, but I don't know what yeah, the, I think the, the other second one was. One was. Wait, wait, which ones did you say? Amaretto, Amaretto. and Kahlua. Were the I think two it was like Frangelic something. It's, oh, oh. I, I think it's an alcohol. It's an alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, either it? way, I was okay. just like, oh, this is such a subtle, like, this is Sean's <laughs> reference points or like right. what his mom keeps <laughs> on the shelf. Right, the like, fancy liqueurs. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was great. The liqueurs, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Oh, that's that's so funny. So Sean starts freaking out about this. He asks if they have nude beaches there and Ingrid says yes. And then Sean has a plan to make both Ingrid and Corey very popular. 
And then Sean and Becky are talking to people in the hallway about Ingrid's family being from Sweden. And in Sweden, they sunbathe in the nude. Actually, they do everything in the nude. Okay, one of my favorite things in all of life but is is fake bad acting. I just... (laughs) There's nothing I love more than 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 doing it than like yeah. being asked to be a bad right. actor and then watching good actors be bad actors. Yeah, we used to do this all the time on point. You guys remember we used to do. There's a there, there's there's the scene from the movie Parenthood where the kids mess up the lines and then they're on stage. They're like little five year olds on stage and they. Yeah. yeah, and the, the line is the line is you know they're not they're they're, 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 stolen. they're not, not stolen they're put, they're put away. away and then the, the teacher's whispering they're not stolen they're put away and I think as actors you just gravitate towards loving bad actors yeah. I love Boogie Nights for this reason when they do like they're all these amazing actors Julianne Moore and then the second she's on camera in her porn movie she becomes the worst porn actor you've ever seen and uh, and what's his name doing bad singing when he has to you know feel Feel, feel, you, you got the touch. Eat. You got the touch. <laughs> oh, I just love. And so when I saw this, yeah. I was dying. I was like, "This is so great!" And I honestly don't really remember this this actress who plays Becky. I remember like when I saw her face, I was like, "Of course," but I don't remember her name or like really hanging out with her. But I just love that she brought it for this yes. moment because I just think like the bad acting thing is so fun. Yes, oh. and you there's guys Ricky. had and so- there's Ricky. And there's Ricky. Yeah, absolutely. Which, by the way, I, so I, I texted the guys last night because I knew Ricky looked familiar to me, but I didn't remember that his name was Ricky or that that was Ricky. And Ricky looks a lot like Svek. Do you guys remember Svek? Yeah, yeah. Who is yeah. Svek? Svek. Svek was a, a third teacher they brought in later a, who helped math, me with math. He was a math tutor. Oh, I must not. I must so have been gone So he was brought in for Ben and Danielle, and he worked with me for a little bit, but not much. But he was a math tutor. Okay. Um, yeah, David Svek. Right? David Svek. Um, we called him Svek. Yeah. And I thought maybe it was, I thought, so I thought maybe Ricky was Svek, but then I also thought maybe Ricky was Noose because we had talked about the background actor Noose, whose real name was, you just learned. Michelle. 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 Right. So I I then texted the group and said, Noose or Svek? And then. Neither. (laughs) Neither one. (laughs) It's Ricky. So anyway, I. uh, Ricky was a very close friend of mine. Like I said last time. And I. He taught me me how to play D&D. He lived with the. We did theater together back when I was like before. I think we did theater together before I did Les Mis. So I I knew Ricky when I was eight years old. Wow. And we're not really in touch anymore. I know he teaches uh, in Hawaii. He's an acting. He teaches acting in Hawaii. He's a big theater guy. He went to the Idlewild School for the Arts, which I always wanted to go to. It's a boarding school in Idlewild, which is this mountain town up up in... um, uh, right outside of Los Angeles. And I always wanted to go to school there because all they do is uh, acting, dancing, and music. And you live there in the woods. It's like a dream come true. But they wouldn't oh, cool. let you go if you were also a professional actor. Like you couldn't work oh. while going there. So mm. I, I, but I was like always my dream. Like we can live in the woods and just do acting all the time. That is, that's perfect. <laughs> but he had to do well, it. And he had this great time, experience. It was perfect for you. Now you'd just be like, I just want the woods part. I don't need yeah. the acting part. I just yeah. want the Well, now part. I want to go teach there. So Idlewild, uh, if you're that's listening. That's so cool. That would be so fun. Oh my God. Yeah. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Well, then Ingrid walks down the hall in traditional Swedish garb and everyone is looking at her and says she's so cool. Will Estes wonders why she's dressed and Sean says that underneath the clothes, she's nude. She's naked. (laughs) Great line. Great Great line. So funny. Again, I literally wrote, I love dumb Sean. Yeah. I do. I know. It's so great. It's awesome. Yeah. And then when Sean is asked if they're buying it, he says, oh, yeah, which I then remembered, of course, you guys saying this week. Uh, and then we are in the school cafeteria. Sean tells Mr. Feeney that it was him and Corey that changed Ingrid's also, look. And- re- where's Topanga? That would have been a great scene for Topanga to be I'm like. shopping you, in she, New York, apparently. She shouldn't Ugh. have been in this episode. It was, it no, was a complete right. waste of paying for me. Right. Yeah. That's it just would have been nice thing. to have like, a Topanga perspective. Because you, yeah. you could have also called us out on like... Like, why aren't you, Becky, like, helping dress out? You know, like, like it could have easily been Topanga, because then we could have had you sort of calling us out for, like, being a little sexist and and treating her like a doll or whatever. You know, you could have said all these things, and we could have had those conversations and have it out and still done the stuff. Yeah. Like, had the same storyline, but had a little bit of perspective, which would have been what we would do later, you know, by fifth season. That's exactly what would have happened. Yeah. And um, they could have but, changed the comedy up where it would have been Danielle saying like, you know, this is sexist and blah, blah, blah. And I hate the shoes. Like that. Yeah, exactly. like that and then joining it. Exactly. Have, they would do stuff like that where it would be yeah, really funny, but it would still be her kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Time machine. 
Yeah, I guess it's mostly because they had probably I was my contract was like guaranteed 13 out of 21. So they were paying me anyway. And they were like, let's just plug me in. And then they maybe they didn't want Topanga to be one of the cool girls. So they didn't want me to be a part of that group. So I had to be out of town. I don't know. Um, Anyway, Feeney then corrects Sean's grammar and says, Corey and I, to which Sean says, great. Now everyone wants to take credit. And again, (laughs) it's just another opportunity for dumb Sean. And it's it's just so funny. Great. Also, Corey in that winter sweater and that white turtleneck is quite a look. Just love it. He's he's trying to be Swedish, right? Is that what's happening? Yes, that's what I... All right. But I actually think Corey should have been dressing like this more often. I know. It actually, if you think about Corey's character, that he would like want to be a little like nicer put together in a sort of like old old man way makes sense. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know. It's true. He just so desperately wants to be cool, though, as the character on the show. But you're right. As what he would naturally gravitate toward, that would probably have been Mm -hmm. it. So Corey invited Ingrid and her friends to his house for a pre-dance smorgasbord, but Ingrid says she needs to talk to Corey alone. Ingrid tells Corey she can't go to the dance with him anymore because she's cool now. And Rick Lawler, she asked Rick Lawler to the dance instead. Ingrid thanks Corey for his help, and he is very deflated. She leaves and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Sean comes over and says, well, just heard what happened. And he's tapped into the women's network, which is a really funny runner we get for the rest of the episode. It's a great runner. This is weird, though. So it's a great runner, but Ryder comes over and says, so, hey, you know, I just hear you got dumped. And for some reason, Ben takes a really long pause before saying, it just happened. Oh, really? There's kind of a weird, like he was waiting for a camera move or something, but it was like an unnatural amount of time. Before he actually throws the joke back. It was really bizarre. It's like, wow, that was a strangely long pause. I didn't notice it. Yeah, it was weird. It's funny. Well, just as Corey is set with being average and dateless, Allison comes up to Corey and asks him to the dance. Corey first makes sure this is real, that Sean sees her too, and then says yes and hugs her legs in the most (laughs) desperate hug of all time. And then we're in the Matthews living room. Alan and Amy are decorating the Christmas tree. Eric comes down to wait for his date to come to the door, but she just honks from her car and he feels cheap, but he also <laughs> kind of likes it. It's <laughs> a great, great bit. It's and so that's why cute. I saw the Christmas tree. I was like, oh, Christmas episode. Right. It's a Christmas and episode. I was like, oh, there's a Christmas tree. Guess we're yep. doing a holiday that's, episode. Yep. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. I was like, okay. There and it is. And then. Uh, Eric calls for Corey as rides leaving. Corey comes down to leave for the dance. And Alan quickly pushes Corey out the door so that he and Amy can be alone. They sit on the couch, ready to drink wine and eat cheese, and he starts massaging her shoulders. And then we're at the turnaround dance. Corey walks in with I Allison. Love, I mean, just, I know we've hit this a bunch, but like, I just love Rusty and Betsy being great. They're great. I know. There were a lot of good, again, we talked about the adult stuff in this episode. There were a lot of little asides between the adults that were great all the way through. Yeah, all the adults in this episode had a lot of fun stuff that yeah. is relatable to all of us olds now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Corey walks in with Allison, but then Allison thanks him for bringing her and she starts to walk off. Allison says she's dating Danny, but her parents won't let her go out with ninth graders. So she needed Corey to physically take her to the dance. And then he stops her from giving him another uh, pity kiss on the cheek. Sean immediately comes over to say he just heard what happened. <laughs> and- Did you see the girl in the background? No, no. There is a great group of kids in the background. So they're like towards the door. So it's when they're cutting to, I think it's Corey's uh, uh, close up. 
Uh-huh. And it's like three of the four people decided we're going to be the group just standing here having a conversation. And uh-huh. one of them went, no, I'm going to be at the dance. <laughs> so, so there's one three dancing. kind of in the middle of the conversation and there's one just <laughs> dancing it up of the three. It is Amazing. the great. It's like they all got different direction and it was phenomenal. It was great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I think this is the moment when Sean says he heard what happened and Corey says the women's network. And he goes, no, I was just standing right here. Standing right over there. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> just really funny. Let's stand right here. Uh, and then Sean says he's going to go get punch and cookies. And then Mr. Feeney is lecturing Ms. Tompkins and Mr. Turner to behave, even though they were just talking. Ms. Tompkins admits she didn't ask Mr. Turner out all week because she wanted to watch him squirm. She told the girls network, though, not to ask him out. So she had it covered. Miss Tompkins eventually asks him to dance. Actually, it's that's not what happens. He completely hints to her that he wants to go yeah. dance. And she finally says, are you saying you want to go dance? Yeah. And yeah, it, which is they were great in this scene, like oh, the way they yeah. played off each other and him like setting. Yeah, that like maybe we could look different directions. And and she's like, you want to dance? Yes. It's yes. So yeah. They're so I didn't remember together. that she did more than one episode. I'm glad she did. She was great. She's great. Yeah. I really, yeah. yeah, I I liked it. I thought Tony was the best he's been in this episode. I mean, this was like, I think the best Mr. Turner I've seen. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I wonder what really that good. is. He's just yeah. relaxed and- Really relaxed of, yeah. and casual. And I think also there was a little less, um, like we talked about with the Feeney stuff, there was less of the, um, they, they kind of dropped the idea that he's scared of Mr. Feeney at all. And now they right. are just contemporaries. And so even yeah. the way they interact with each other makes him feel playful. like he's a yeah. Yeah, more in a playful way. Mm, and he has this playful relationship with her uh, and he has a playful relationship with the students. So it's just kind of that fun Mr. Turner instead of there being any anxiety, like anxiousness around him. It was really great. Right. I thought it felt really good. So... Ingrid then comes over to Corey and she is soaking wet, covered in a towel. All the cool kids were talking about jumping in the pool, but then Ingrid actually jumped in. She didn't know that that wasn't cool to actually jump jump in and just talk about it. As a story beat. Like, I just think it's so great. In a weird way, I kind of wish that that this was a Topanga storyline or like, because that's like a really endearing, cool moment. Like, and I think that there's truth to that, right? Like there's the kids who just talk about it. And then there's like somebody who's like, okay, and takes them for safe face value. And I'm going to do it. And then everybody makes fun of them for it. They're like, why'd you do that? I love that that idea. And, 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 you know, obviously Ingrid's only here for the one episode. Natanya was only there. So it doesn't last, but I really like that. That's such a, that could be such a great bonding character moment for Corey and, and somebody. Um, Totally. Uh, in a weird way, I feel it was kind of a bummer that that good of a story beat was wasted on this. Like, right. You know, um, because it's, you know, it immediately gets reverted where she's like, you know, leaves him at the, to the second a guy comes that over. Didn't, but, that, that threw me. I wasn't a big, I know why they did it, but that's where I literally wrote down like, oh man, that was such a nice scene between her and Corey. Like they're apologizing yeah. to each other and they're I doing know. that. And then and she the instantly great. turns it and she's like, I know. and I was like, I know. oh. And, she really, she, you know, and she, she takes this character all the way through, right? I mean, she has yeah. to play the sort of like nerd, like over the top glasses, pigtails thing in the beginning. Right. And then she really inhabits this, every version of this character, she inhabits really well. And yeah. that it's a nice scene. It's, it's kind of, you know, it is interesting. Like we've seen this a lot this season. They bring in a girl for Corey for one episode and then it's not going to, continued because of that yeah. Topanga girl. She's <laughs> ruined the whole show. had to show keep that Topanga. going. Oh, no, yes. it's just interesting that, you know, they they weren't, obviously they weren't ready to 
really like have Sean have storylines with a girl, which, you know, it was still so much about Corey that every, every guest star that's going to have this intense of a storyline or this much of an arc has to be with Corey when, you know, I think later we start spreading those storylines out. So like Eric has girl, girls that he's dating, you know, that are hopefully more developed than Desiree or whatever her name was. And then, you know, Sean obviously has relationships. So but we're still in this like zone where we have to like put Topanga on hold, yeah. bring right. in a cool character, create this awesome storyline, and yeah. then just bail on Toss it, it. And throw it away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I do think how maybe this episode, like you guys said, was maybe the impetus for trying to get all of what happens in season three where there's where they try to get you guys together a lot. It also, to writer's point, is a good this is a good episode for that where it's like, what's the storyline with Eric's date? What's the storyline with Sean's date? What's the storyline with Corey's date? And in this episode, unfortunately, there wasn't room. It was so focused on Corey's date. But yeah. late in later, we can write episodes about all of your different yeah. relationships. It doesn't yeah, have right. to just focus around the world of Corey. But when you're yeah, still right. a newer show that's a success, it's a little hard to like break out, out of that mold far. and do yeah. now we're going to do a whole episode about Sean's relationship. But what this is the show about Corey. Um, right, right, and you right. get you get the network and the studio and all the people kind of point making that note. Can this be about Corey? So, you know, moving forward, we kind of we kind of branch out. So uh, Ingrid says her um, her contacts fell out and then Corey helps her put her glasses on so she can see. And Ingrid's date left with the popular kids. Corey apologizes to Ingrid for changing her into a cool kid. And then she apologizes for dumping him, even though she knows his intentions were selfish. Corey thinks they probably would have had fun if they had just come to the dances themselves. And then Ingrid leaves with another guy to dance who thought her jumping into the pool was cool. <laughs> and I wondered if, you know, I know you we, we talked about whether or not we were a little bummed that she kind of just like threw it away, even though they had this nice moment. But it's also kind of commentary on um, when you don't have a friend like Sean. What who would Corey mm. be if he didn't have a Sean? Right. To, Bouncing around from social yeah. group to social group, chasing status constantly. Instead yeah. of someone saying, you just be Corey and I'll just be Sean and that's all right. we need. And so yeah. she doesn't Which have is, that. I In this moment, I mean, it's not, not even just Sean, but Eric too. Like when the three of them sit down at this table together, yes. it was so comforting. It was I so great. Oh, I loved it so, so much. I was just like, oh, I don't remember this scene, but Me I want to sit there at that table. I want to be a part of that table. It's I know. like everybody's a distinct character. Yeah, me too. I felt the really same cool. way. Yeah, yeah, it felt it felt really good to see the three of us sitting there together. It did. It was like, oh, I, man, even, this is awesome. Even in story, him saying, yeah, tw- you know, take a picture of us 20 years from now. We'll talk about, we'll just say our dates were in the bathroom. And I thought- yes. Those those are the things, because that's exactly what life is. Take the picture, because in 20 years, you won't remember the date stories, but you will remember those friendships and those moments. And those are going to be the things that mean something to you. Um, And so it did. It was just everything you guys said. It's so it was comforting and warm. And I loved it. And I I wish we had more of it. I wanted I just wanted to see that. Um, and then Sean walks up again saying he heard about Corey and Ingrid and his date is in the bathroom. Corey asks if it was the women's network and Sean says, no, I was standing right yeah, here. So it was the, the okay, this yeah. is the moment where he says that. Yeah. Yeah. The runner so, pays off. Yeah. The runner pays off in the end. No, I was just standing right here, which standing is right here. Yeah. so cute. And then Eric wanders by shocked that Corey was dumped three times at the <laughs> dance, but then admits his date's old boyfriend came back into town. So she, he doesn't have a date either. Corey, Eric, and Sean take a group picture to remember the dance. And if twenty year, and in twenty years, if anyone asks, their dates were all in the bathroom. 
And then the picture of you guys appears on screen. And I love that you have to say dumped, dumped. And Sean says, you know, cheese. And the picture appears on screen. How many episodes of Boy Meets World end in freeze frame? (laughs) And then how many episodes end in freeze frame that turns into a picture? I'm genuinely curious. This is like, I I mean, and then I love that it says happy holidays from Boy Meets. It's like so... um, Meta. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. really, really interesting. Like, and and it it takes you back to uh, the network television days, right? Yeah. Like when it was just going to air once, and you aired it on this date to say Happy Holidays from our show. It was like sort yeah. of message into the 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 television waves. Like it just doesn't. This doesn't happen anymore. You know. Yeah. So and it should. Fun. It's so nice. It's just yeah. it's just nice. I, the I don't know. warm blanket of sitcom. Yeah, we love yep. it. And again, for, yeah. for something that at the end of the day had nothing to do with the holidays. I know. Nothing no, at all. It, not a holiday dance. Not, nope. No, it was just, yeah. No, nope. regular show, put up a Christmas tree, happy holidays. That's yep. all but it I was. I kind of so, love that anyway. I kind of oh, like okay. it too. I, 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 I like, like it too. all holiday themed stuff. I'm such a sucker for yep. that stuff. I like, it. I just love Christmas lighting. I love it all. So yep. for me, like, I was like, yeah, this feels warm and fuzzy. I like yeah. it. I'll take oh, it. Me too. Me too. I love it. So we end the show in the Matthews living room. Eric and Corey return home from the dance and see that Alan and Amy fell asleep in the same shoulder massaging position when the kids left. (laughs) Eric steals a cookie from their wine plate and throws it at Alan. He realizes he was massaging her for six Six hours. (laughs) And that's the end of our episode. Oh, man. Um, Really, really fun episode. I feel like we've really hit a great groove of episodes. Me too. We've had a few in a row now that are, that are great. Yeah. I, I'm loving season two now. And I'll tell you, didn't think I was going to say that at the start (laughs) of season two. The one thing I miss, and I missed it again for this episode. It's been a few now. I feel like I am starting to miss the Feeny wisdom. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just, he's there. He's Bill's not in it right. as much as he was. So other right. than that, I think we're all starting to hit our groove. I think we're starting to partner up the way we're supposed to. I think the yeah. writing's really crisp, but I'm kind of going like starting to miss right. Feeney a little bit, starting to miss yeah. Feeney a little bit. He's not yeah. at the fence. It hasn't been at the fence yep. line anymore in a little while. He hasn't, yeah, you know, right. the classroom is we kind haven't of had different. The, we haven't had uh, the boys bedroom for a long time either. I right. wonder if that set was already gone because I mean, obviously when you're, changing like she could have been coming out of the bathroom in the boys bedroom but well, the Corey fact that Wolf like, wasn't that long ago Corey Wolf was the last one right yeah it was a couple of was like was three episodes three or four episodes what? yeah it was, yeah it's three or four episodes, four episodes. Corey Wolf yeah. I think is like 208 and we're on 212 mm-hmm. so okay. yeah yeah it has been a while but I, I'm starting to miss Feeney a little bit that makes sense. You're right. I, I, Does I can he see, ever I can really too. come back as strong as he did though? I don't know I think maybe that first season is kind of that was right. the pinnacle of Feeney, you know? He's And then he's, he's there, and he's always a presence, but will he have those kinds of, like, he's actually changing the storyline or engaging with the central, the A story to that degree? The only thing know. I'm wondering is when they get, it's a horrible way to say it, but when they get rid of Tony's character and get rid of Alex's character and right. Bill is once again the only teacher, only teacher. maybe yeah. they bring it back then? But by that yeah. point, are they Season in Season four high, or five. Four or five, yeah. is that one? Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. Does he become the teacher again in high school? I've never seen no the show. Idea. I can't. I honestly don't no remember. I, oh, God. <laughs> send all your emails directly to Danielle Fischel. Um, but yeah, we will I find out. 
We he's will the find dean out of the college. I, yes. Right, but I can't remember if he just stays the principal or if he becomes the teacher again. I have no idea. Well, no, right. we're, he's the principal at this high school, and this high school right. goes all the way through high school. So yeah, yeah. we don't change it. Does, it. So okay. he doesn't. I don't think he needs. To, I don't think he becomes. Although we did see him teaching us last week, right, or two episodes ago. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. Still yeah. He teaching still teaches the class too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. See that more. Well, join us for our next episode, season two, episode 13, Cyrano, which originally aired January 6th, 1995. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. You can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. It's, it's merch. It's Greg. It's Greg. It's Greg. <laughs> That's merch. from a different episode. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Yes, we can't do that. I have a we'll do Merch. Scary. Podmeetsworldshow.com. Thank you guys for listening. Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all in the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.